It's Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Tim Button is co-founder of Village Brewery, a strategist with Evans Hunt, and member of the board of directors of Beer Canada. Jim has been on a sabbatical for a year while he deals with terminal cancer. Welcome to the show, Jim, and thanks for taking the time today to be here for our listeners. Nothing but time for you, Mario. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and the story behind how Village Brewery was founded. Grew up in a military family, born in Germany, moved to Italy, Chicoutimi, Quebec, Cold Lake, Alberta, Ottawa, Ontario, all by the time I was in grade four. So I quickly learned how to make friends and I had to fight a lot. <laughs> so I've always been that guy that quickly made friends and built bridges. And uh, I ended up leaving uh, Ottawa to go to university in Guelph, went to college, got a gig as a, a welder, did a stint as a whitewater rafting guide, ended up finally getting a job in advertising, living in Toronto for about seven years, then moved to Calgary in 93. And Started, uh, gosh, one, two, three, probably about five businesses, and uh, one of them being Village. And it's been a wild ride and a great adventure. Did you need financing when you first started Village? Village was a really interesting project because there hadn't been a new brewery built in 15 years in Alberta. And we had six guys that ended up coming together that were really long in the tooth in the industry. And so we put the money up ourselves. We decided to go out and find 50 people that were already engaged in the in the city doing great things and so asked them to be become investors so that's how we got our next level of investment we honestly didn't really need it but it was a perfect way to engage calgarians and to make this a meaningful operation tell me a little bit about how business has been for village since it first started we've had growth good growth every year so from that perspective it's been great the other number that's really important is that the amount of money we've been able to give back to community because we give 10% of our bottom line back into community, that number has gone up. That part's been great. But the amount of effort and work and thinking and redirections and uh, process changes and things that have had to happen along the way because the industry has changed so significantly since we started. The rules have changed in terms of scale. When we started, you had to build a, you know, a brewery that could produce a million and a half bottles of beer. Now you don't have to have that expense. When we started, you didn't have, you had to build it in light industrial. Now you could build it in neighborhoods. Our strategic setup um, has been challenged because there's hundreds of breweries in the province now, and they're in really cool, funky spaces while we're off hidden into an industrial space. So mm-hmm. challenges of business are no different than any others, but it's been great for Village so far. Where do you see Village being in uh, the next couple of years? We're going to continue trying to maintain our growth. Uh, I think you have to, that old adage of you have to grow or die is true. We've always been about quality and not about size. We've always been about margin, not about volume. So we're going to continue harping on our, our margin as an imperative. We're going to start probably trying to look at how to do things a little bit differently and look at what's changing in the in the market. You know, there's some crazy stuff coming down in the market right now with things like cannabis. You know, that's really going to change. The amount of spirit companies in Alberta has increased. Um, craft distilleries are, are on the rise. Meaderies are on the rise. The rule changes with other breweries being able to have access to our market is on the rise. So I think we've got enough strategically to tackle. Um, but our goal is always to increase our input into the community and therefore increase our bottom line. 
As an entrepreneur, what are some of the good points of doing business here in Calgary? I love Calgary. I was drawn to Calgary. I didn't, you know, it wasn't any other reason to come here other than I saw this as a great city. When I was judging the cities where I wanted to live, one of the things I would do is I'd phone up and ask the other people in advertising and marketing if I could take time to speak with them. Well, Calgarians would take the time to speak with you. And then at, after the conversation, they'd say, hey, I, I have to introduce you to so-and-so. The network philosophy, the collaborative philosophy, the we're in this together and it could come from a frontier attitude or a heritage attitude or an agricultural attitude. I'm not sure where it came from, but it's still here. It's very different than in markets like Vancouver and Toronto and Montreal, where they're trying to screw each other. Here, they're all trying to say, if you succeed, then I'll succeed. You know, it's not, it's not as clean as that, but that belief system is there. People wave you in the car to let you in. Still, there's not as much as when I moved here. And, you know, they look in the eye when you walk and say hello down the street. And I love this city. So I think uh, from a business perspective, that carries through. I, I'm not going to lie. Some of the tax challenges and... Um, Economic drivers have been challenging, but we're still leaps and bounds ahead of so many other cities in, in the world. What are the most difficult challenges that uh, entrepreneurs would face in Calgary these days? I think the economics are certainly interesting. And I'm not even going to say they're a challenge. I've given speeches where I've talked about how the challenge in the energy industry isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's unfortunate. I wish it didn't happen. It's a foundational industry for our province, and it. but we've relied so much on it that other industries haven't um, flourished. And when we're down in that area, so many of the people that have left those jobs have become entrepreneurial. They're following their passions, they're trying new things, and I think that wider base over time is going to be spectacular for the city. But in the meantime, we're watching restaurants and bars having a hard time existing and or closing. We're watching, uh, you know, there's others opening. So, uh, you know, again, I'm not going to be a doom and gloom, but it is mm -hmm. tough right now with some of the rule changes, the tax changes, the business laws, um, the environment, the uh, overall malaise around energy industry. Those things are all are tough right now. Now, we do some of our best work outside the office. When you were uh, working day to day, was there a place in Calgary close to where you lived or worked where you'd like to, to go to recharge, uh, get inspired, or just think about your business? You know, I have never spent a lot of time in an office. <laughs> I don't like the idea of an office, to be honest with you. At uh, Village, I didn't have an office. Um, my role at Evanston was always strategy and business development. And uh, my role at Village was always community builder. Those jobs, to be really frank, are outside the office. You shouldn't be in the office. You should be out talking with people and meeting with people and, and building bridges and making connections and making uh, things happen. So when I was working, I didn't feel like I was really working. But if I ever did really, really want to recharge... You could find me in the woods or on the river, probably on the river. For our listeners who may not be aware, can you bring them up to date and explain to them uh, your personal journey right now? Sure. About five years ago, they I had appendicitis and accidentally found a baseball-sized tumor on my kidney. Took the appendix out. Three weeks later, took the kidney out. A year and a half later, found that it had uh, metastasized in my lungs, and then it metastasized in a whole bunch of other organs. And so for the last three years, I've been on various chemo and immunotherapies. And about a year ago, last February, 
it was uh, so arduous that I, I was, at, you know, I probably had about 10 surgeries in about three months. So as of last February, I've been on disability and haven't been working. I obviously like to pay attention to what's going on, but I'm not engaged in any day-to-day work. It's really tough times. And it's got it's really uh, interesting times where I'm actually, my meditative skills have increased a hundredfold. <laughs> you give a lot of talks and uh, speeches uh, about your personal journey. What's the key message you have for people in, in those uh, talks? Well, it certainly starts with you're not promised tomorrow. People in business, if you've got an idea, go for it today. The other big thing that I've, I've learned through this was uh, really making sure you're enjoying yourself along the way. What advice would you give entrepreneurs who want to start a business in Calgary? Don't wait. Go for it. Be smart about how you do it. Think about um, the real fundamentals of that business. Make sure you've got the right partners um, to be the yin to your yang. These days, do you have a specific routine or ritual that that you take on uh, each morning? When I was working, I would get up and go. Now my ritual is I get up, I, uh, I meditate, I have a great breakfast, I go for a walk, manage a few phone calls here and there, and then I have a nap. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, the last two months and the next two months, I'm, I'm pretty much in a recluse. Do you think entrepreneurs are, are wired differently than other people? It's less about being wired. And I think it's more about the question of, does somebody have a really interesting idea? Or do they see an opportunity that they can leverage to make some money and, and have, some, have some fun along the way? Are you reading any uh, books or listening to any books right now? And, and which ones and why? The three, four or five books I've read in the last two, three weeks where it'd be Unbroken, Tuesdays with Maury, um, mm. The Tattooist of Auschwitz, and the thread, because uh, I was thinking about this uh, the other day, the thread between all of them, you know, Unbroken is about this uh, Olympic athlete that went uh, into the war in, in the 40s, became a pilot, crashed over the ocean, had to survive. They're all about people that have been in these tough situations, but found inside themselves a way to be able to get through something. And so I think, I think those are the books I've been reading, and I think people should pick books um, that they think they might be able to find inspiration out of, as opposed to just a, a self-help book from a, a business expert who's going to tell you the exact same thing that everybody else told you. Now, I just wanted you uh, to, to reflect on, uh, on something here. In, when you were working, and uh, what was your work-life balance like? And on reflection, what's your advice for people on how to deal with that? I'll tell you, I worked 70 to 80 hours a week for probably about seven, eight years because I was helping build Evans Hunt and I was helping start a village brewery and I was building festivals and movements and I was um, trying to help build a better city through my volunteerism. Uh, and I started a sport league. I've done it for 25 years where we play, uh, you know, 90 people play a different sport every Tuesday. So I organized that as well. So I did a lot. And I coached two kids in soccer for 17 seasons. And I was married. I think I many people would look at me and say, you are a bit of an overachiever or you do did too much. And when I look back at it, I loved it all. And if I could, if I could have another 10 hours a day, I would probably pack those up as well. Looking back now, I think I could have been just as happy had I given a bunch of other stuff away and just did the exact stuff I love doing. And so I think if I was going to give somebody some advice, find out the things you love doing 
in business and farm out the rest. Because if you can do the stuff you love, you will be so good at it and your business will thrive because of it. Mm-hmm. But if you pick up the stuff, and I know as a, as a small business, you know, I remember, I know what it's like to do all the jobs, but as soon as you can, find somebody else to do the stuff that you don't like to do because you'll thrive and you'll be way happier. Was there any kind of dream job you, you, you would have liked to have done <laughs> or, or still would like to do? Uh, my favorite job of my life still was a, a whitewater rafting guide. A, I loved being on the river, and B, I loved watching how happy uh, people were that they got the biggest excitement of their lives. Is there a favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? I always use, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go further, go together, because I've always felt that you're stronger and you build a better foundation by doing it with others. So that's always been that's always been my mantra my whole life. Flip side of that, is there any uh, uh, phrase or quote that you, you don't like to hear? But we haven't done that before. That's not how we do it around here. You know, <laughs> that, that just drives me. As soon as I hear that, I'm, all right, <laughs> I'm going to really piss you off because we are <laughs> not doing it that way ever again until I find a better way. If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself and who you are, uh, what you're like, what would they be and why? I think I'm pretty positive, and I think the power of positivity is is everything. And uh, builder, yeah, builder. I'd say probably a builder. I like building things. A collaborator too. Ooh, can I have three words? <laughs> <laughs> builder, collaborator, and uh, and positive. Like I guess it'd be the three if I was allowed three. Uh, besides your health, obviously, is there anything else that keeps you up at night? My family. You know, like uh, just worrying about. Worrying about them and, and making sure that they're happy and healthy. Uh, that's my number one. Now, this question may have changed uh, in, in terms of your perspective uh, in, in the last few years, but everybody has a bucket list these days. And I wonder what's on top of your bucket list right now. Now they're just small little family moments. It's dinner on Sunday nights. It's uh, My biggest bucket list is to be around to see 20, 2020. You know, like those are... Those are, those are the bucket lists now. What's the best piece of advice that you can pass on to entrepreneurs um, or aspiring entrepreneurs? Don't give up. It all comes down to the tenacity, the hustle, the grind, the grit, the uh, relentless pursuit of your passion is the number one thing. All, you know, skill level, all that stuff is, is almost irrelevant when it comes to sheer will of force of wanting to make it succeed. I think that's the, if you want to wrap up what an entrepreneur is to me, it's somebody that's willing to do the street hustle. So imagine this, uh, Jim, there's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth with no internet. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat and we'll come pick you up. Now, how long would you last before you made that phone call? (laughs) And what do you think you'd be doing while you were there? First of all, I've been to Fiji, and I'm super happy there's no electronic devices. I, I, um, that's a, another project I'm working on is I think we've, we're just, our balance with technology is a bit messed up. So I'm very happy you put me onto an island with no technology because that is perfect. So I'm, I'm excited to be on this island now. Um, I can visualize it. I would actually probably take that phone, and I'd phone some Fijians and say, hey, guys, come on over to the island. We're going to... Um, 
build ourselves a little adventure company and invite other people to come there. I'd probably actually see an opportunity to build a business and uh, I'd find a surfing story or something like that. And we would build, I'd invite some Fijians over. I wouldn't call a boat for help. I'd probably just call some, some cool people over to help start a really funky little business. Is there anything you would like to add, Jim, before you leave us today? So you're not promised tomorrow. Um, so make the most of it. Really hustle, work hard to make your dream come true today is probably the, the number one piece of advice I'd give anybody uh, looking to start a business these days. And one last thing, is there a, a way that people uh, can get a hold of you if they'd like to? Go to my blog and there's a little connection piece on there or follow me on my Instagram and uh, my Twitter. They're all at Jim Button. The blog is gatherwithjim.com. I think those are probably the best ways. Thanks a lot, uh, Jim, for being our guest on Calgary's podcast. I've learned a lot about you, your career, your personal journey, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Mario. Have yourself a brilliant day. Hey there, thanks for taking the time today to listen to Calgary's podcast on Canada's podcast network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes and then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Canada's podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.